Welcome back to the Heal Your Burnout Podcast. This is episode number 14. Grit is so 2018, an updated guide to cultivating resilience. In this episode, I will define resilience, redefine resilience, and give you five ways to boost your resilience that have nothing to do with grit. We're getting right to it in three, two, one. Welcome to the Heal Your Burnout Podcast, where us hustlers come together to have solution-focused conversations weekly. My name is Amber Connolly, a former burnt-out clinician and academic turned transformative coach. If you are a productive patty, miss I can do it all, or if you are ready to ditch the exhaustion, you have come to the right place. Each week I'll be providing you with wellness tips and trainings, inspiring you to look within, replace habits that are keeping you stuck, and offering insights to help you maintain your brilliance. If you are craving clarity, self-care, support, and mindset hacks, look no further. This is where your energy can be reignited and your hope can be restored. Today we are talking about grit. Grit and resilience. And I knew this was a topic that I wanted to talk about because I remember when I was very deep in burnout, I was so exhausted every day. I was continually counting down to the weekend and I would beat myself up so much because I thought something must be wrong with me. I must be abnormal. If only I did XYZ more, I'd feel better. And I would then cycle through all of these different wellness trends and when they wouldn't work, I would just come to the conclusion that I must be weak. Everyone around me is doing it, so there must be something wrong with me. And I would I would hyper-focus on that. And I would think, if only I were tougher. If only I were more resilient. If, my, if I could increase my resilience, then that must solve my problems. And here's the thing. Resilience is defined as toughness and overcoming adversity. And that comes straight from the Webster Dictionary. And when you're struggling with burnout, when you're struggling with stress, and I would say, at large, women in general, why do women struggle with poor stress management techniques? Why do we struggle with people-pleasing? Why do we struggle with perfectionism? Why do we struggle? Why do we overgive? Why do we overpack our schedules? Why do we do all of this? And that why could be so different for every single person. But I promise you, as a society, women in general that are experiencing stress and burnout, it's not due to not being tough. It's not due to not trying hard enough. And in life, life is crazy, right? Different things happen at different times. When our plate is extremely full, when our schedule is packed, when we're pulled in 50 million directions, when we feel helpless, lonely, when we want to isolate, when we want to even escape when we're at our worst, life is still going on. That means sickness could happen. A family member could pass away. Things could not go our way. There could be a loss of income. There could be job loss. There could be so many different things going on. And despite all of that, Every day, we are waking up and we are pressing on. And even with experiencing symptoms of burnout and experiencing setbacks in life. And when we think of how do we cultivate resilience, 
Yes, resilience is toughness. But when it comes to cultivating resilience in the name of healing from burnout, I want to make it really clear. Women are not experiencing burnout because we're not tough enough or because we don't have enough grit. We don't need to close our eyes or put our head down and try harder. In fact, the five ways that I'm going to share with you today are the exact opposite. They're things that allow us to step away and that allow us to do less. Because at the end of the day, it's because of our capacity to take on so much. It's because of our toughness that we often end up stressed and burned out and set ourselves up to unfortunately fail. So I wanna be really clear. You are not experiencing burnout or stress because you are weak or because you are not tough. So what the heck can you do about it? What are five ways you can boost your resilience that have nothing to do with adding more grit or trying harder or white knuckling your situation? What can you do to let go and boost your resilience? Those five things, the first one is reach out. Reach out, reach out, reach out. And I say this because we can all do hard things. And one of my favorite authors, Glennon Doyle, says we could do hard things, but we can't do them alone. There is power in tribe. When you think you're the only one struggling with something, you're not. There's other people struggling with it too. And the more I work with women, the more I see it day in and day out, We are all so much more alike than we are different. And I promise you, if you are struggling, there are other people struggling that will be able to empathize with you, offer an open ear to listen, and help you move forward. They're there to support you. So reach out, whether it's to your support system. Make sure that you're wise with who you select, who you're going to reach out to. You want to to reach out to someone that, that can handle being your support system. Other options, a therapist, a coach, someone who is going to help you just simply by listening and by being there to support you. Next, we have take a break. Take a break. Take a step back. And I know when you're being pulled in 50 million directions, the last thing you want to hear is take a break because you're probably thinking there's no time to take a break. I have all these demands on my plate. There's just no way. There's no way to take a break. Well, if, if you're finding there's no room, there's no margin to take a break, start small. Start with a two-minute break. Start with a five-minute break. And when you're on that break, instead of beating yourself up, validate your feelings. Place both of your hands on your heart. Take some nice deep inhales and exhales. And validate, hey, I know this is hard right now. I know you are struggling right now. I know. I am with you. You are not alone. When we take the time to validate our feelings, we're essentially giving ourselves therapy. That's exactly what a therapist does is listens and validates your feelings. And we're able to give that to ourselves at any time. And simply by taking those nice, deep, deep inhales and exhales through your nose and then out your mouth, That is where we can really connect with ourselves on a deeper level. Validating yourself is so important and recognizing that it is hard. Feel into your body. Feel what it feels like to accept the fact that it is hard. Because how often do we just 
beat ourselves up and not acknowledge that it's hard. We stuff it down. Oh, it's hard? Okay, I'll just work harder. Oh, it's hard? I'll do all of these things to not feel why it's hard. So taking that break is so valuable. Number three, redefine your direction. When you have a clear mind, not when you're, when you're in a tizzy, when you're really stressed out, once you've taken a few deep breaths, once you've validated yourself, check in. What is up? Where are you going? What direction are you heading towards? What is the goal? And when you think about what is the goal, what are you working towards, ask yourself, is pushing through serving me? How am I responding right now? Why am I not reaching out? What limiting beliefs am I telling myself? Maybe you tell yourself that if you ask for help, it's weak. Maybe you tell yourself if I push through and accept the stress, I'll get to the end goal and everything will be fine. And maybe you feel like you can't change directions. How often have you been working on a project or working towards something and you might realize, "Mm, this isn't what I thought it was going to be or this isn't what I wanted it to be or this isn't as fulfilling as I thought it would be or this isn't as enjoyable as I thought it would be or heck, I'm not as good, I'm not good at this like I thought I would be. How often do we find ourselves in that position and rather than reaching out for help or reaching out and saying, hey, I need to, I need to pass this off and I need to try something else. How often do we not redefine our direction because we're scared of what other people would think? You are scared of being viewed as weak or being viewed as incompetent. And here's the thing, the wisest person in the room and the toughest person in the room isn't the person that just puts their head down, eyes on eyes down, working hard, and just pushing through. The wisest person is one who could recognize their strengths and, and understands their weaknesses and knows when to reach out and ask for help. And knows not just when are they at their best, but when are they teetering towards their worst. Because think about it, when you're stressed, when you're burnt out, Think about the work that you're producing. Is it of good quality? And what is the outcome? Does this mean compromising the product? If you work in healthcare, does that mean compromising the care that you're giving to your patients? And that could come out as compassion fatigue. Are you no longer connecting with your patients? You're no longer expressing compassion. I knew for me that I was in a season of compassion fatigue when I found myself just being really quick with patients and even avoiding, wanting to avoid the conversation or not wanting to go deep with them, wanting to keep it very surface level and very business as usual, which is so unlike me because I love human connection. I decided to go into healthcare because I love helping people. And I know that that to be true about other other helping professionals out there. If you're a teacher, this might come out in Compassion fatigue towards your students. Nurses, same thing. No matter your profession, this could come out in so many different ways. And I promise you, over time, it will compromise the product that you produce. Because when we are stressed, when we are exhausted, we are not producing our best work. Redefine your direction. Changing direction isn't weak. Redefining where you want to go is not weak. Reaching out for help is not weak. Now... 
Number four, speaking of strengths and weaknesses, focus in on your strengths. By doing so, you will increase your resilience. What are you good at? What qualities do you have that are going to help you move forward? And it's really easy when going through this to think of all the things that you don't have or all the things that you want to work on. But push yourself. What do you have? And I'm not talking about what degrees do you have. I'm not talking about what resources do you have in terms of money. I'm not talking about what is external outside of you. But what internally, what inside of you do you already have to move forward? Things like adaptability. Things like resourcefulness. Things like humor. Playfulness gratitude, self-esteem, what do you have inside of you that is going to help you move forward? Focus in on those strengths. Focus on what you have, not what you do not have, and that's going to boost your resilience. Another way to reflect on your strengths is also looking back and seeing different, different times in the past where you've overcome something. You overcame something where you made it through you made it over a hurdle, you survived a hard time, you pulled out the win, whatever that was, look back on those hard moments in your life where you learned lessons and allow that to highlight for you the strengths that you have and the things that you do well and the characteristics inside of you that are going to help you move forward. Last but not least, number five, talk it out. Talk it out, talk it out vent it out and do so with a safe person, a person that you could trust, a person that's going to listen without judgment, a person who could hold space for you. And by hold space, I don't mean someone that's going to give you advice. I don't mean someone that's going to try to fix you, a non-judgmental listener. Talking it out is so important. And if you're thinking, who the heck am I going to talk this out with? Another way is could be to set aside 20 minutes and write it out. Write out all your thoughts. Write out everything you're feeling without stopping for 20 straight minutes. Science has found that doing this for six weeks is healing because when you write it out, you feel. It allows your feelings to come to the surface. It allows your feelings to be validated in the same way that placing your hands on your heart And applying that self-compassion, letting yourself know, hey, I know it's hard, that same process happens when you journal. When you write it out, you feel. When you feel, you heal. And when we heal, we can move forward. And the big lesson here is if you are stressed out, if you are burnt out, if you are exhausted and drained, know that you are not weak. Know that you are not alone. This is not a grit issue. This is time to boost your resiliency by letting go. Those five things again are reach out, take a break, validate your feelings, redefine your direction, focus on your strengths, look back on past events and highlight your strengths, and finally, talk it out, talk it out, whether it's with a safe person in your life or journaling. Because when you write it out, you feel. Friends, when you feel, you heal, period. The more time we can feel our feelings, and connect with our body, the better. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you in the next episode. 
Hey friend, before you leave, please head on over to iTunes podcast and search for Heal Your Burnout. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, give us a five-star review, and help us spread the word about our show. I would love to connect with you on social media. My Instagram handle is at Amber underscore Connolly underscore. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and light, and I can't wait to keep moving forward with you.